your community or synagogue congregation. When things go wrong, do you find people looking to point fingers and asking who to blame? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 26, Duff Chavvav of Moed Cotton. And we learn from Moses dropping the tablets of stone that it wasn't Moses' fault. It was the collective responsibility. When something goes wrong in your community, ask yourselves as a general community, how could we do better? Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Chavrusa today. I like to begin with a story. Just prior to the destruction of the first temple, King Jehoiakim's advisors informed him that the prophet Jeremiah had written the book of Eicha, Lamentations. What is written in it? asked the king. They read the first verse. How does the city sit solitary? But I am the king and this will not affect me, he replied. So they read the second verse. She weeps sore in the night. But I am the king, he replied. They read the third verse. Judah is gone into exile due to affliction. But I am the king, again, he replied. They read to him the ways of Zion do mourn. But I am the king, he replied once more. However, they then read the verse, her adversaries have become the chief, implying that the reigning king would be removed from power. Who said this? He inquired suspiciously. This is a continuation of the verse, said the advisers. For the Lord has afflicted her for the multitude of her transgressions. Immediately he cut out all the names of God from the book and burned them in fire. What was the response of those present to this utter disregard for the sanctity of Hashem's name? They were not afraid, nor rent their garments, neither the king nor any of his servants that heard all these words. The implication of this verse, concludes the Gemara, is that they were required to rend their clothing when they saw this ghastly act, but tragically they failed to do so. Says the Gemara, from where do we derive that one must rent his garments when a Torah scroll has been burnt, as it is written, and it came to pass, that when Yehudi had read three or four leaves, King Jehoiakim would cut it with a penknife and cast it into the fire that was in the brazier. Rabbi Helbo quoted Rav Huna, One who sees a Torah scroll that was burnt is obligated to make two rents, one for the parchment that was destroyed and one for the writing, as it is stated after the king had burnt the scroll and the words. Let's analyze this Gemara. The Shla elucidates why the double tear is necessary. When Moshe descended Mount Sinai to find the children of Israel worshipping the golden calf, he smashed the tablets. Our sages explained that Moshe did not entirely choose to drop the tablets. Rather, first the holy letters flew off the stone tablets and returned to heaven. When that happened, the lifeless stones became too heavy for Moshe to bear and they fell from his hands. The same way, says the Shalah, the double tear recognizes that we are mourning both the physical Torah and the spiritual letters that have flown away. The Gemara in Shabbos teaches that Hashem approved of Moshe's conduct when he broke the tablets. As the verse says, the first tablets which you broke, Asher Shibarta, the meaning is Yasha Koach, for breaking the tablets. Well done. However, according to this understanding that Moshe didn't really break them, they simply slipped from his hands when the letters flew away, why did Hashem give Moshe a yashikoach? Why did he say, well done? Think about a close call, Hagba. We've all stood in shul watching nervously as an individual who shouldn't have been given the honor wobbles his way through. Who hasn't thought, "Uh uh-oh, that Torah is looking a little shaky. If he drops it, will we all be fasting? 
Well, I've never witnessed a drop tower personally. I've heard of an incident. And the perpetrator wasn't Mr. Popular in the shul after that, let's just say. Now let's return to Moshe's act of breaking the tablets. Did Hashem condemn him? No. On the contrary, he responded, Yasha Koach, well done. Because it wasn't Moshe's fault that he dropped the tablets. The Israelites were responsible. They built the golden calf and rebelled against heaven. And so it wasn't Moshe's choice to break the tablets. Once he arrived at the scene, it was simply automatic. The same is true of the individual who drops the Torah by accident. If you should ever, God forbid, see someone drop the Torah, the first thing you need to acknowledge is that it's not his fault. It was decreed from heaven. Just like Moshe's actions were in response to shortcomings of the Israelites, if the Torah ever drops, it's an indication that the congregation is wanting in some way. And just like the teshuva, the repentance that ensued at Sinai, the Torah's fall should lead the congregation to a period of introspection, which is the purpose of the fasting that we associate with the dropped Sefer Torah. That's the reason for the Almighty's declaration of Yashikoach to Moshe. He wasn't guilty for dropping the tablets. He was the vehicle providing the Israelites with the opportunity to do teshuva, to repent for their misbehavior. Likewise, the correct response to the falling of a Sefer Torah is Yashikoach. Thank you for initiating a moment of spiritual introspection in our congregation. Bringing the discussion full circle, if the falling of a Sefer Torah results in communal teshuva, then certainly witnessing the destruction of a Torah demands a severe measure of introspection and repentance, the essential elements of mourning. In recognition of the gravity of the moment, we descend immediately into a state of mourning by rending our garments, not once, but twice. Thank God it's a rare occurrence to witness such disrespect for the Torah, but the message of Yashikoach may be applied to a variety of communal situations and circumstances. It's easy to point fingers and find someone to blame. After all, if he hadn't dropped the Torah, we wouldn't all be fasting. And when problems arise, it's tempting to find fault. Who didn't switch the outside lights on? Who didn't remember to bring the shulki on time? Who was responsible for cleaning up after the Kiddush? Whose fault is it that pe fewer people are coming to Daily Minion? Who should be taken to task for the decrease in membership this year? If things aren't working efficiently in the community, don't look for individuals to blame. When the Torah drops, it's not the individual who needs to do tshuva, it's the entire community. The fellow who had Hagba was the congregation's Moshe Rabbeinu, the divine emissary sent from Sinai to awaken us from our slumber. Next time it appears that an individual has ruined the situation for everyone, go and give him a big hug and say, Yasha Koach. Apart from making him feel better for his blunder, your words will remind all present that we are collectively responsible for the incident. May you always remember the community growth and prosperity begin when the members work together and assume collective responsibility, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. 
to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.